Which Arizona Cardinals player should you be buying in Dynasty right now? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. If you haven't been following along, we have been breaking down every single team in the NFL, their dynasty buys, sells, holds. And today, Marcus, we're going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinals. We only have two more teams to wrap up and we'll we will have covered every team in the nfl along with matt and ryan so if you missed any teams guys go back listen get caught up hit that subscribe button because uh we're gonna win some money this year we're gonna win yeah, some dynasty are. leagues we're gonna have some fun yeah we're gonna win some money by buying some arizona cardinals because i think this is gonna be an offense with a lot of value especially early on in the season so okay let's jump right into it who is your biggest buy for the cardinals this season I'm all in on Marquise Brown, baby. Yep, so I, like, yep, we're on let's the same go. Page here. 25 years old. DeAndre Hopkins is out. Christian Kirk is gone. Uh, we get an upgrade in, uh, you know, pass attempts for the team. Mm-hmm. I think Marquise Brown is going to be uh, feasting handsomely, uh, especially in the 2022 season. I think he's going to have a career year. But uh, moving forward, I think that he's going to be kind of a one of those key assets here. Um, and I, I think he complements the kind of offense that the Cardinals run really well. Uh, I, I think he's just kind of the perfect asset for this team. Um, you know, even when DeAndre Hopkins returns, we've seen him struggle with health last season. It just never got right. Um, and then, you know, he he really it couldn't. Couldn't get it done. Uh, DeAndre he he Hopkins, wasn't playing well before, even before he got hurt. He really wasn't. And you know what, Marcus? He's not getting any younger. No. Um, I, I just think that Marquise Brown, he's got plenty of time uh, to really become a, a center point of this offense. And the really beautiful thing about the Cardinals is that you don't need to be this this big, strong, alpha wide receiver mm-hmm. who wins at the point of the catch. The beauty is that I think Marquise Brown can do what he does best. He can be shifty. He can win after the catch and make big plays on his own once he gets the ball in his hands. I mean, plus, we got to mention Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray, best friends, like skipping off into the sunset, holding hands. Uh, We know we we love to see some of those relationships make a comeback and uh, I think these two are are in for a beautiful, beautiful time. Tell me, tell me why you're buying Marquise Brown. Yeah, this one just seems too easy, right? I mean, there's so many reasons to be excited. He's rejoined with Kyler Murray, who we put up, I mean, just huge numbers with uh, at Oklahoma. Um, it's an offense that's not going to have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, which means there's going to be a bunch of targets. Kyler Murray was the number one quarterback in deep ball efficiency last year in terms of accuracy. Um, He threw more deep passes than any other quarterback in the league. Plus, the Cardinals made a big investment in him, like trading a first and third round pick, or I think it was a first round pick and they got a third round pick back. That's, I mean, you don't do that and suddenly make that player like the third or fourth option in your passing attack. 
right? If you're trading a first round pick for a receiver in the last year of their rookie deal, you're going to use him. And because they already have Rondale Moore, who's really the behind the line scrimmage receiver, the short stuff, AJ Green is clearly declining. DeAndre Hopkins is out. Hollywood's going to be the field stretcher. He's going to get a lot of the slot targets, I think, are coming down the field. Okay, he, we, it, he hasn't really been banged up, right? It, he's played at least 14 games in all three seasons. He played 16 games last year. It just feels like this is too obvious. Plus, I love the price. Like right now, Amari Cooper and Marquise Brown are being drafted right next to each other. I, I, I can't think of a reason at all to draft Amari Cooper over Hollywood Brown. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I very much like uh, Amari Cooper. So I, I, that yes, one so has I. me a bit more torn than I think it has you, but I mean, it, it, it's kind of incredible though, to look at Marquise Brown and just his, his overall trajectory. Cause we haven't really thought of him as a volume receiver. We've thought about him as like a, a speedy guy who's, uh, you know, maybe going to win with like, uh, a, maybe a lower volume, but he's had a hundred targets uh, in at least each of the last two seasons. That's two out of his three in the, in the uh, NFL had almost a 25% team target share last year. And Marcus, you mentioned uh, Kyler Murray and his ability on deep pass attempts. He ranks second in the NFL and passer rating on deep pass attempts in his career so far. Yep. That is going to complement Marquise Brown so beautifully. Um, it, you know what? Like the the awesome thing too about Marquise Brown is that he's going from a team that ranked dead last in pass attempts in two out of the last three seasons, and he mm -hmm. still was productive, um, even though it wasn't necessarily on the most consistent of bases. But now he goes to a team with Cliff Kingsbury, who uh, has never ranked below 18th in pass attempts, and we know that. Um, you know, even uh, even though his volume hasn't been outstandingly high, I've always thought of like the Cardinals as, a, you know, I think because of the air raid scheme mm -hmm. uh, as a more pass heavy team. They haven't ranked above 15th in pass attempts uh, in any of Cliff King Kingsbury's three seasons as a coach. But I mean, it you don't need that kind of volume when you're running the kind of scheme that that Cliff Kingsbury is. It's just so friendly towards yes. receivers. And I think Marquise Brown is uh, a smart receiver. That's going to be able to take advantage of some of the freedom that Kingsbury gives his, his team to run routes and do what they do best. I would also say last year, I think Hollywood Brown's season was much better than we remember because he was playing really well with Lamar Jackson. In fact, the last 17 games with Lamar Jackson, uh, he was on pace for 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, not bad at all. It's just when Tyler Huntley had to come in and start over the final five weeks of the season, that's when we saw his yards per game drop from like almost 70 down to 36 and a half. He didn't have a single game over 45 yards with Tyler Huntley. So as long as he gets Kyler Murray for a majority of the season, I really don't see a way, Kate, that he doesn't have at least – 1100 yards and seven or eight touchdowns like it, it's, it's just gonna happen yeah it, it's definitely not um it, it's it's not within the realm of possibility for me um yeah. and you know like marcus going back to sort of his splits uh you know marquise brown i feel like we kind of forget uh was injured 
uh, at one point last season suffered a, uh, I think it was a thigh injury, which mm-hmm. you don't find an, a lot of information about. Um, but it, he missed uh, what week 11, I guess week the, 11. The yep. And then from that point on, he was not the same player. It pair that with Tyler Huntley. Sure. But I mean, he was still on pace for nearly 10 targets per game. Um, he just wasn't producing nearly as efficiently. It dropped to 7.1 yards per reception, which is 41 yards per game. Um, that I, I still think that had to do more with Tyler Huntley, but it also it, it certainly didn't help. But again, I don't I, think it's it's exclusive though. I don't. No, think, it's probably um, it's probably tied together. But again, those first 11 games with Lamar Jackson, he was averaging six catches for 75 yards a game. Like if you told me that's that's what he's going to do this year for the Cardinals. I mean, we're talking about a potentially 1,300-yard season, Kate. Like, And I think he could be even more efficient with Kyler Murray, who, listen, I think Lamar is a better real-life NFL quarterback, but Kyler's certainly the better deep ball passer. So you you put those two things together, and, man, this could be – this feels Boy. like a breakout season coming for Hollywood Brown, and you can get him relatively cheap. I mean, he's being ranked, at least on Dynasty League football, outside of the top 24 receivers – and of their expert rankings, one, two, three, four, five, five have them outside of their top 26. So I, I think the value on on Hollywood Brown is really good right now. And I have no problem at all trading him for, I mean, Devontae Smith. I, I would do that. If you could tell me I'm tra- trading Traylon Burks for him, I would do that as well. Even Jerry Judy. I, I don't understand how Jerry Judy is being ranked ahead of Hollywood. So go out and trade for Hollywood Brown right now. Last year, Marcus, before the injury, before Tyler Huntley came in, he was the wide receiver six in PPR Mm. leagues. That was ahead of CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf. Like, put some respect on this man's name and call it a day. Just go trade for Marquise Brown. Would you trade a first-round pick for him? Oh, yeah. All Uh, day. All day. Okay. I would too, easily. All right, let's tell you guys about Built Bar and their brand new product they have now. You guys have probably tried the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given us the Coconut Brownie Chunk, the Puffs Bar, which is absolutely incredible. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk uh, Built Bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Chocolate, it's a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and absolutely delicious. They're only available for a limited time. So go to Built.com right now to make sure that you don't miss out because they are going fast. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 to get your new box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. All right, Kate, who is your biggest sell for the Colts or for the Colts for the Cardinals? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, this one actually hurts my soul because it's a player that I'm just a huge fan of personally, but I'm going to go ahead and sell out on James Connor. Yes, the RB4 in 2021. And that hurts because. Uh, he he just got his three-year, $21 million contract, um, and he was so freaking good, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Like, just absolutely unreal. He was unhinged, could not stop scoring touchdowns. Um, and, and the Cardinals, they they 
loved every bit of it. But I think taking a step back and looking at where James Conner is in his career, what he's he's done when he's seen significant volume, I am concerned. I, and I don't think, you know, long-term that we can count on him scoring 15 touchdowns, uh, 15 rushing touchdowns specifically every single season. He's not going to have 18 touchdowns every single season. We actually saw a big drop in his efficiency for the first time in his career, average uh, less than four yards per rushing attempt. And that was only the second season. He's had more than 200 rush attempts. Uh, but I mean, Marcus, the the health for James Conner, like, you know, you'd be silly not to ignore it. Like 2019 uh, AC joint sprain, 2019 quad injury, mm. 2020 pedal ankle sprain, 2020 leg quad strain, 2021 toe, tur uh, turf toe, 2021 mm. ankle sprain, 2021 heel bruise, 2022 uh, rib injury. Like it, every time he touches the ball for, you know, takes the ball for more than 15 carries, I feel like he gets banged up. I don't think it's sustainable, but I mean, man, if you are a win now team with depth, that is the circumstance where you hold James Connor. But if you are a team that needs um, that, that, you know, isn't going to be able to withstand a James Conner injury. I think now is the time to move on um, before he continues to age, before he continues to rack up the touches. I love you, James, but I'm moving on for now. Redraft, I'm going to be all over James Conner. Like, yeah, this one, like, this one's tough for me because I think I'm more inclined to buy James Conner. But I should also say, just off the top, that I'm very biased here. Uh, James is kind of a family friend, so it's 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 a little bit it's a hard. I'll, I'll explain what? why after the show, but um, oh my god! Yeah, well, all right. So he, I'm the, the biggest James Conner fan, and I didn't know that my bestie Marcus was besties with James. Oh my! This, yeah, like, PA this guy. is gonna cause a fight. Okay. Um, all right, James Conner. One of the reasons I'm buying him is because the Cardinals made an investment in him this offseason. Like they didn't give him just a one year prove it deal. They gave him a three-year deal worth up to like $27 million, which indicates at least he's going to be the full-time starter this year. And they're at least projecting him to start again next year. You look at the depth chart, Kate, there. Here are the other running backs. Darrell Williams on a one-year deal. We kind of know what he is. Eno Benjamin, Keontae Ingram, Jonathan Ward, TJ Pledger, and Ronnie Rivers. I really don't think any of those guys are a threat <laughs> to take touches away from him. I think Daryl Williams is like a competent NFL running back. And if James Conner gets hurt, he can come in and give them solid production. But we saw last year, James Conner was an RB one most weeks, even despite sharing a lot of the passing workload with Chase Edmonds. So even if he just keeps the same exact role, I think he could, he could be a low end RB one. And the best part is you're not even have to even pay anywhere close to that type of price tag. So if you want a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 for the next two seasons, and I have to pay RB27 prices, I'm doing that. I think that's just a great way to build your, your roster. It doesn't take much to go get him. I think I would rather hold on to him than sell him right now. See, my my thing comes back. I, I've got a couple of like counterpoints for you, Marcus. So the team made that investment in him, which is like fantastic. He got a great 
contract. And like, of course, the team should reward him after the season that he had. And again, this is me as like the biggest James Conner fan, but like we've already seen the the ADP dip for James Conner. We've already seen how low it can go. Right now, he's climbed his way back into the top 25 picks in dynasty startup drafts. But like, let's take a look back one year ago. He was being drafted right around a pick 163 mm -hmm. in dynasty startups. Like he's, he's really clawed his way up uh, from the depths of being drafted in like, you know, 13th round. Like I, I think we've already seen the low point and I, I just don't see his ADP getting any higher from here. I think this is the time to reap value, but Marcus, let's talk about some of the running backs being drafted uh, right around mm -hmm. James Conner. Cause I think this is where I get kind of hung up um, right now. Clyde Edwards, Alaire being drafted on average one spot ahead of James Conner, former first round draft pick yeah. uh, going to be tied to uh, Patrick Mahomes for at least another couple seasons. Uh, finally healthy. Uh, like give me uh, at the same cost, give me the younger running back. I, with, I agree with I you on that one. Just yes. as much upside. Like I, I think um, players in that similar range. I, I, I don't know, like AJ Dillon, similar range. I like, I think for what you're getting in James Connor, I'm going to take the longevity of some of those other pieces being drafted around him. Um, it, Damian I, Harris, I, under, I understand kind of the fringe. longevity part. It's just, some of these running backs, like Damian Harris, is going into the final year of his rookie contract on a team that likes to use a lot of running backs. I I can just see a clear path for James Conner being a top, let's say, 15 running back over the next two years that I can see Damian Harris doing that. And we James know how Conner or Ezekiel Elliott. And James Conner's uh, listening. I would say Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, I would as well. Did you know Ezekiel Elliott is younger than James Conner? When? Know that actually. <laughs> when? <laughs> I'll give you an example of a guy directly above that being like, give me James Conner over David Montgomery all day long. Like David Montgomery is going into the last year's deal. I think Khalil Herbert is a really good player. I don't see any reason why the Bears are going to pay David Montgomery after this year. And we could be. They won't pay anybody else. So I don't. Right. Well, they... <laughs> I, I don't see any way that David Montgomery enters the 2023 season as somebody's clear cut RB one, but I could certainly see it with James Conner because the Cardinals have already made that investment. So I just give me James Conner this year on a much better. Do you offense. think though that they're going to need to protect their investment? They made the financial buy. They put their money. They made the investment in. Now you have to protect your asset. We kind of talked about this with sure. Ezekiel Elliott. Like now that he's getting to the point where he was a little bit more banged up and like, do you need to wrap him in maybe a layer of bubble wrap just to protect your investment while you can't, while you're trapped from under it? Like potentially. And we, and I, I, I agree. I don't think it's smart for the Cardinals to give him 25 touches a game, but he averaged like 16 touches a game last season. I think that's like the right number for James Conner, somewhere between 15 and 17 touches. And if they can continue to do that, give him all the goal line looks, he doesn't need a lot of touches to be a RB one. So I, I think that's why 
I'm in. I think they will limit his touches a little bit. I think you will eventually see another running back, you know, come into the fold there. But James Conner is still going to be the guy that you want in fantasy. I am all in on James Conner and redraft. Um, just for the record, in games where James Conner has seen more than 14 rush attempts, so 15 or more, he has averaged 23 fantasy points per game. <laughs> like, absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, even uh, looking at redraft ADP, Marcus, um, you know, I know this is a dynasty podcast, but just to show you how undervalued people see him going into the 2022 season specifically, he's being drafted as the RB 16, which I think is gosh darn disrespectful. Um, so again, like I think he could be a buy for the right team, but you have to be a team in win now mode and you have to be a team with depth mm -hmm. and not uh, there aren't a lot of dynasty teams that um, necessarily have buku depth at the running back position. Depth at the running back position is hard to hard to acquire. So, I, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's move on to dynasty holds for the Cardinals. Is there anyone that jumps to mind for you? Uh, I'm going to hold Zach Ertz, okay. who was traded to the team last year. We thought he was left for dead with the, the Philadelphia Eagles, but was traded to the Cardinals midseason, was the tight end four following that trade in PPR leagues. Now he gets a three-year deal worth just under $32 million. He's got $17.5 million in guarantees. Do I think they are in uh, on Zach Ertz for like the mega long haul? I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to depend on how this passing game continues to develop what we see from Kyler Murray and his development. But I mean, God, Marcus following that trade was averaging uh, five catches a game, 52 yards. Uh, that would have put him on a full season pace, which we got it, like half a season sample size mm -hmm. for nearly 900 receiving yards and five touchdowns. I think it's really hard to find a tight end period that holds any immediate value. But I think especially without DeAndre Hopkins in the mix for six games, uh, Zach Ertz, he's being drafted as the tight end 16. And I think, you know, looking at the tight ends around him, like uh, David Njoku, Cole Komet, Albert O, Trey McBride, like, I don't know that any of these guys are going to do anything. I know what I'm going to get from Zach Ertz. Um, so they that him puts him too. like he's going to have a role in this team without a doubt. Yes. I like, I'm, uh, I'm looking to acquire him for the right price. I'm not looking to move on because his price is disrespectful at this point. Um, I'm in a holding pattern because I like, again, I don't want to yep. really buy a 32 year old tight end, but man, is he going to produce this year? I think. And, and be one of those valuable tight end assets, a diamond in the rough. Uh, for me, it's DeAndre Hopkins, who's currently being ranked on Dynasty League Football as wide receiver 39. He's Ooh. going to miss the first six games of the season. But, Kate, in his Arizona Cardinal career, the first 24 games before he got injured, he was averaging 79 yards per game, 6.3 receptions. Will it shock you if we get to November and he's right up to back up to 75 yards a game and six catches? Because it, it wouldn't surprise me at all because it's DeAndre Hopkins. And he's got a really long track history of having great seasons. I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six seasons of at least 1,100 yards. 
this is the first season he's missed more than one game. So he's not somebody who's been injury prone. He's going to miss obviously time this year because of the suspension, but he's somebody that I could see by, you know, November, December, end up being a wide receiver one and us ranking him as a wide receiver one over the last seven, eight weeks of the season, which those are the, you know, weeks of the season that really matter for fantasy and dynasty leagues. So I'm not, he's only him. 30 years old. He's not, I know, uh, I know. he's it's not just, old man river yet. Like let's just the wait. crazy part yeah. for me, Marcus, he's being dra- or he's being drafted on average behind Michael Thomas, which why we don't even know in two years. Yes. Like, come on guys. I actually think uh, Deandre Hopkins is closer to a buy for me. hundred uh, percent agree. Especially Juju Smith Schuster's being right, right next to him. That's, baloney that's ridiculous hey i have a family friend with <laughs> juju smith schuster that's ridiculous uh i'm just joking <laughs> uh, all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in we've got one more show left for you uh talking some nfc west i'm trying to remember who it is off the top of my head but that's okay I'll figure it out uh make sure you guys <laughs> tune in tomorrow we'll be back to to finish out uh our you know, previews for the season. You can follow the show locked on dynasty on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Also check us out over on YouTube. You can follow Kate at FF ball blast. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.